You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 32, brought to you by actionfigureblues.com. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... John. And Adam. We're three guys living in Australia who collect action figures, statues, and other items from the worlds of comics and pop culture, and we like them so much, we made this podcast just to talk about them. This episode, our Toy of the Week, is the 80s Lion Voltron set, and our discussion topic is, what are you collecting now? Gents, how are we tonight? Not too bad. Good. Excellent, excellent. That's very good. And uh, what have we been up to this week? John, I believe you had a very interesting week. Yeah, I actually had a uh, a tire blowout on the way to work, so um, uh, it was pretty interesting because it was a, a sidewall on the rear side, and it blew out like within sight of where I work. And I, I work about 45 minutes from home, so it, it, it was almost at the end of my trip, but so I was on this. Did you, I'm on this. Sorry, sorry. I was just, I was just going to ask. Like, was it? Did did you sort of lose control of the vehicle? Or no, it was weird because I've never had a sidewall blowout like that. And um, you know, normally you feel like it almost feels like you're running on a square tire or something. But this one was real loud, and it, it was just really different than any other flat tire I've ever had. It was really strange. Yeah, I, I mean, we have to try and include the photo for the Enhanced Podcast because I took one look at that and thought, wow, like I've had flat tyres in the past and, you know, you can normally sort of feel that something's not quite right. But um, that's a that's a blowout kind of like trucks have. That's pretty serious stuff. Well, I actually thought that the uh, the transmission had went out or something the way it, it was acting because it was so loud. And I looked in the mirror and I could see like little black pieces. I thought it was plastic flying off. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm pulling over to see. Jeez. <laughs> and do you know what caused it? Do you know if you, you ran over something or? Well, with it being a sidewall on the rear, I really don't have any clue what what happened. And um, the tires, if you looked at the tread, the tread all the way around was good. Because I just got those in April, so it wasn't, it wasn't even or anything. No, it looked good, you know. Okay. I, I mean, it may have been a little low, but it wasn't like you know flat. So I don't know what what happened. Well, I hope that's just the the sum total of your excitement for the week, and uh, you didn't get up to anything else major. Oh, well, we went to the vet with the new puppy, so that was exciting. All good, clean bill of health. Uh, she had a little ear infection, but, you know, I think all puppies either have ear infection or kennel cough or, you know, something when they, um, when they start, so. And, and now home getting lots of love and care and attention? Oh, yeah, 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 she's good. Very so. good, very good. And Adam, what's the, uh, what's the latest adventures of, uh, Captain Handyman? Uh, so we've taken back our lives a little bit by moving back into our house, um, last <laughs> Well, not so much this week, not so much has happened, but the two weeks before that was bathroom renovations. Um, so we only have the one bathroom, which meant that while we didn't have a bath or a shower or a toilet, we were staying mum and dad's. Uh, so, yeah, that's been uh, 
two weeks of my life that I will never get back, <laughs> um, including driving around trying to source legs for a bathtub that probably should come with them anyway. Uh, no. That was two hours of fun. Uh, but, yeah, so it's really just a case of organising the last couple of bits of tradies coming in and doing things until we get the thing finished. And uh, is that it for the time being? Nothing else big planned? Uh, uh, not particularly. I had a feeling there was something else that was, you know, mildly boring, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, being extremely did, did you... you No Doubt album was also on my list this week. It's ridiculously poor. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, John, did you have a question? Yeah, did you consider putting a porta potty in the driveway or Yeah, we thought about that and then just went, uh I mean, the porta potty's one thing, but then there's also the bathing solution. So you can get portable bathing things as well. And I was going, putting it in the driveway, our driveway's like, you know, a forty five degree driveway kind of thing. Um so I would have had to get around the back of the house somehow if we're gonna have any privacy. Not to mention we've just come out of uh, winter here in Australia too, so it would have been a tad brisk. Just a little yeah. bit. Although when we moved back in, we didn't have the um, toilet and bath room finished. We just, you know, had to get out of mum and dad's house. So we moved back, like, Saturday, which meant that after sport on Sunday, I was having a shower out in our greenhouse shed that has sprinklers set up. Yeah, very good. Well, you're probably going to be uh, Mr. Boring in a few weeks. And speaking of boring, I have absolutely nothing to report of interest this week. It's been uh, very quiet, very uninteresting. So um, how about we get started with uh, some articulated news? Luke Skywalker handles his saber well, Ben Kenobi. You should know, Yoda. Yes, I've been the Jedi Master for 800 years. Yoda and other action figures be sold separately. Beep, 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 beep. It's okay, R2-D2. I've got my laser pistol. Hold it, Luke. They're afraid of your snake, Yoda. You have nothing to fear. The Force is all around us. Yoda and other action figures each sold separately from Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection from Kenner. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. Now, we've said this before, and we are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. Anyway, John, you've got our first piece of news, so over to you. Yep, um... As everybody's probably been hearing, uh, PowerCon, which is the big GI Joe, or not, which is the big Masters of the Universe, don't hate me people, uh, <laughs> convention, uh, they reported some really exciting news that a Castle Grayskull playset is possible for next year, um, retailing for about $200, and it's going to be based on the original design um, art. Now, the the thing with this is, is that it is... Um, they need a certain number of pre-orders this fall before they will go on with it. And then uh, um, supposedly at New York uh, Comic-Con or Toy Fair next year, they'll have pre-production art for more pre-orders. So it looks like they're playing some of those uh, temperature gauge games again. This is a, a weird one, isn't it? And just to clarify, fall is uh, September, October, November, isn't it? That's spring for us here in Australia. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of going to the fall here now, so, you know, it should be any time now. So they're basically asking people to commit to a $200 item that they will order potentially half a year in advance with nothing more than one or two concept uh, 
images to go by. That's um that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I I just don't know on this one. And the the price point's two hundred dollars, and there's no electronics in it. If I remember right, I read that on on a site. Um, I don't know that I could drop it. You know, even yeah. if I was a fan. I mean, let's just pretend that it it let's just say the finished item really looks good, that the design they go with is really detailed, really sort of conjures that that perfect image of what you would think Castle Greyskull would look like, you know, it comes off the um the painting that was done for the original box art, etc., and it's kitted out with um you know, all the same stuff we had in the original, uh, you know, the lift and the trap door and the, obviously the drawbridge that opens and closes and that sort of thing. Is $200 still a lot to pay, given the current market? I suspect what you're going to see with this is it will only have one floor inside. <laughs> I, I, I just get that feeling that for $200 it's going to be smaller than what people think it is. I could be wrong, because they, they completely shattered what I thought they were going to do with the, the aerator, you know, um, yeah. and that turned out really great, but I, I just don't know. It's uh, it's it's a difficult. I mean, I, I really hope this is successful, and I really hope the Masters of the Universe fans just fall in love with it, because we did the we had a discussion topic of play sets uh, several podcasts ago and we talked about the lack of play sets and um, you know we complained that we would like to get play sets and who wouldn't like a bat cave to go with their um, DC Universe classics and uh, you know, and that sort of thing and so now Mattel step up and tell us that we're potentially going to get this play set and um, you know I, I really hope it works because this is what we've been asking for now they're giving us the opportunity to get it and, and I'd hate for the fans to actually uh, nix the or poo-poo the idea based on, you know, uh, I don't know, it's, it's not a good sell, but uh, it'd be nice to see the fans embrace it. I, I think the fans will, will go after it, but I, I, you know, the casual collector, I don't see them dropping $200 sight unseen. I wouldn't drop $300 anyway. I mean, if it's if it's not significantly better than the original, the original goes for about 100 and. 50 bucks on eBay. That's so true. that's what they have to be. They have to better it. They can't just even match it, right? I, I don't know. I honestly can't see this going ahead. I, I don't see enough people. Uh, I mean, people are complaining about the, the current cost of the figures um, because the prices have slowly crept up. And yes, they, they saw the first price increase in um, a, a couple of years for the Masters of the Universe. And I just can't imagine more than maybe what 15 or 20 percent of the the the, the sub holders going for this and i mean it's not going to retail so you're not getting those um, sales through the big chain stores yeah i don't know I, so. well i i think what you're what you're going to see is the people that said okay i'm going to get ram man and drop off i think they're trying to give them something to hold on to mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, good point. All right, well, moving on and uh, talking about yeah. lack, lack of articulation, you've got something else. Yeah, um, a couple of weeks ago we reported that there was a uh, Diamond Select uh, Star Trek Spock coming along with the Horta, and uh, this time around we've got a Captain Kirk. And this is from uh, the episode with, with Khan, which is, I believe, Space Seed from the original series. It's got the engineering set in the background 
Um, I will probably have to get this um, if for no other reason than the engineering background for it. But uh, he actually comes with a configure that I am, they don't know. It looks like there's some articulation, but it, it looks like he's sprawled across the control council and Kirk's beating up on him pretty good. Um, be interesting to see more about this this as it comes along. It's almost a spacey playset, really. I mean, you're not just getting a Kirk. I mean, you're getting two figures and a diorama. Um, you know, if they can keep the price down on this, it'll be pretty good value. Yeah, what I what I don't know is this Kirk looks pretty pre-posed as opposed to the Spock. The Spock, you could unpose him from the, you know, the, the stance he was in and he had some different arms and you know, you could pose him as just standing straight up. So I'm wondering if the Kirk's going to be the same way in this. Mm. Yeah, perhaps this falls into that category of um, companies, unfortunately, relying on uh, either sort of two-up um, prototypes and we often see um, prototype figures that clearly don't have the, the cuts yet for, for various joints. We've commented a number of times about, you know, looking at an image that's, um, being put forward by a company and you can't see any articulation yet, and, and I think that's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a false sell, really. I mean, you, you want to put forward the actual item that the people are getting, so it'll be interesting to just see where this particular image falls into that category. Yeah, I really like it. Though. I, lo I love that that base. I think that's very classic Star Trek, and I, I don't think we've seen enough of that. So. Yeah, and it's good to see someone still doing sort of Trek figures. The uh, the movie figures didn't exactly fly off the shelves, so the fact that that, um, that Diamond Selector hanging in there is nice. Yeah, they're doing a great job. It looks like so. Very excited to see these. Very good. All right, Adam, what have you got for us? Yep. So uh, those that are aware of um, what's it called, Injustice: Gods Among Us. So it's a new fighting game from I think the guy that did one of the later uh, later uh, Mortal Kombat's. Um, so that's coming out I think sometime in April next year. But if you go for the collector's edition, which some people like to do, you get a 13-inch tall statue, which is uh, by the look of it, Batman versus Wonder Woman, and has lots of nice details on it, including uh, Wonder Woman trying to belt Bat's head in with what looks like Superman's um, escape ship from Krypton, <laughs> which yeah. is a bit different. Um, you also get a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, you, you, I think you also get um, download of, a digital download of um, the DC animation Justice League Doom as well. Oh, yeah, there's a few yeah, extra bits and pieces. Yeah, along with all your other usual bits and pieces that you get with getting a deluxe edition of a video game these days, like downloadable this, that and the other. Yeah, it's an interesting concept, and I, I like the concept. I like the the fact that you can get those... You, you've got a choice, basically. Um, it's like the new um, Superman versus the Elite. Uh, is you know a, another one of those DC animated releases that gives you the option of getting either the regular edition or... Um, the special edition, I noticed that there's one that actually comes with a little Manchester black um, kind of almost JLU scale figure. But I think for me the big fail on this is I just I just don't like the costumes. I think they're completely over the top um, and almost to the point where some of the characters are unrecognisable. Yeah, fair call. 
<laughs> so, yes, uh, so if, if I did go for the game, which I likely won't because I'm not much for fighting games, I don't know that I'd actually go for the statue one. If the, um, the costumes are a little closer to what I'm used to, um, yeah, possibly, because I guess the, the pose is actually not too bad. Mm. I mean, it's just why would you not go for something a bit more classic apart from obviously you're going for what's in the game, but... Is the game out? April 2013, been... I think. Yeah, kind of. Sorry, we're still about half a year away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Seems a little early to be putting out statue news for... Because <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got our finger on the pulse. That's right. <laughs> And on the opposite end of um, Batman and Wonder Woman um, destruction, you've got something uh, a little less violent. Well, fractionally less violent, um, I guess, to, but lots of violent potential, considering it's a, um, a Mogwai action figure. I think it's Series 3 that's been confirmed um, for early next year. So, uh, once again, cute, adorable Mogwais. Uh, you get a Gizmo, a Stripe, and Haskins, I think it is. Yeah, I have to give uh, NECA credit for, for this. I mean, they really do have a diversity in licenses, which I think is really, really good. And it doesn't all have to be sort of brutal and, and nasty like Years of War and the Predators, etc. But um, I guess this is a bit of a legacy line. It's not like Gremlins is, is right up there in the, the forefront of most people's sort of thinking. It's a bit of a, a legacy line, I guess. So is this something you'd be interested in, Adam? Uh, maybe. I think I'd pretty much only be... Um picking here and there from this line so I wouldn't be getting every one of them unless I was going to get a whole box full of them so I could, you know, stick it in a corner You know, the fact that they're on Series 3, I think that that says something. I mean, they look really nice um, Yeah They've done a nice job for a furry creature They they look pretty good for a sculpted figure Yeah, yeah, absolutely Absolutely um, Alright, well Moving on, I've got a couple of little things. Um, one is that uh, I'm on Kid Robot's mailing list, uh, which is probably for the best because uh, a lot of their releases either tend to be really behind the times in the, in the news and I actually tend to find out sort of a, a good month in advance um, when Kid Robot's bringing something out. And um, I got an email and they've done a, a new... Um, don't know what particular series or style it is, but anyway, they've released a, a six-inch Futurama Nibbler, um, I guess, vinyl figure. And uh, at first, I was really kind of keen. I, I thought this was quite a, a clever idea. It comes with his little litter tray, with his little um, his little outputs that he does that they use to fuel the ship, etc. And but ah, oh, I don't know. Then the, I saw the figure and then jumped to the price and, and this sucker has a retail price of $50 and uh, I don't know, I think that's for me, that's just starting to get a bit um, yeah, a, a bit out of out of, I don't know what you call it, out of uh, the right price range for this kind of figure, I, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're you're right on target there because he, he doesn't look any different than like a regular action figure would, so 50 bucks, I mean, there's got to be another version of him out there somewhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, six inch, that's the same scale as Marvel Legends and DC Universe Classics. So, you know, he is a pretty solid, as in wide, um, figure, takes up a lot of space. So maybe it's a, uh, an issue with the amount of plastic that goes into, to the figure. But really, he just, he just looks like a giant, um, mighty mug. And, um, yeah, $50 is an awful lot. And the thing is, uh, if you're in Australia like we are, then, Getting um, that figure plus postage really starts to add up, and I actually um, noticed that Kid Robot is actually shipping from their website to Australia now. So I went in and um, put the, that I was from Australia to see the conversion and everything, and, and posted to my door was uh, about seventy eight dollars. Dear Lord, yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, so that was a bit unfortunate. That's a bit of a pass for me. So. But, um, yeah, going back to, um, brutal and warlike, and that's a warlike, um, the NECA Predators series keeps on trudging along. It's doing quite well. Um, we've now got series seven, uh, of Predators. We, we actually started off with the, just the movie figures from Predators. Uh, the guys have slowly sort of exhausted those Predators and the variants and have then moved on to the Predators from um, the other films, uh, in particular the um, first and second films um, with Arnie, etc. And we do actually have uh, an Arnie figure coming. Um, what was actually really interesting about this series, I've actually been picking up these uh, Predators. I, I sort of cherry-pick and, and skip the... Um, you know, the obvious sort of reissues where it's basically, you know, the falcon or predator only this time he's partially cloaked and uh, that sort of thing. But one of the three sort of um, predators that's in this particular series is one they actually refer to as Big Red. And uh, Big Red is just that. He's a, a predator who wears all the sort of standard kind of predator armor. But instead of being that sort of gunmetal gray or sort of a, a washed, rusted look, his armor is predominantly bright red. Um, and a lot of people would sort of just think, you know, what, what on earth are they doing? But, um, have you guys actually seen the, the, the sort of the fan film, um, Batman Dead End? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Um, it, it is actually really, really good. If you haven't seen it, I, I really, um, think you should check it out on, on YouTube or something like that. It was... Uh, it was actually made by a guy named, I think it's Sandy Holara, or I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he used to be an employee of uh, Stan Winston Studios, and he worked in special effects for quite some time, but he had the desire to sort of move on and perhaps even start sort of directing movies. And so he made this, what is effectively, uh, I think it's about a 15-minute fan film as his way of um, doing a really expensive business card. Uh, and I don't want to sort of give it all away, but basically uh, it is Batman and uh, it features the Joker, but we also get some some xenomorphic guests, and one of them is a predator, and uh, obviously wanting to do something a little different, they've dressed him up in his red armour, and uh, he was referred to by sort of the cast and the crew while they were shooting it as Big Red. And uh, I just think it's quite interesting that Necker have actually included that. I'm, I'm not sure what the logistics are when it comes to something like, um, you know, copyright, because clearly uh, when Sandy made the fan film, I don't think he probably got permission from 20th Century Fox, so whether Necker actually needs permission from him to do Big Red is um, quite interesting, or whether they've gone to 20th Century Fox. But anyway, I, I actually think this is um, quite clever, and I'm, I'm glad the guys at Necker are starting to think outside the box a little bit to um, keep the series going. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely a really good film because the um, the guy they actually get to play Batman in it, um, I think, did a really good job. He looked quite good in the costume. So, yes, all right. Well, that wraps up the articulated news. We'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. My name is My name is My name is Well, now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd, from TVandFilmToys.com, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So, over to you, John. Well, thank you, Ben. Um, last week, for those playing the home game, um, we heard a sound that sounded like... That's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's, it sounds like some kind of plane zooming past. Um, you're you're on the right path. Uh, spaceship zooming past. It, it, <laughs> it is a spaceship, and it is probably zooming past. Sounds like Battlestar Galactica doing a jump. Oh. No, it's not Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> it's actually a, uh, a Naboo Starfighter from Episode 1. It's, it's the original one electronics and stuff so that's one of two sounds that makes it makes some missile sounds later or with a different button so yeah so it's a, a blast from the past i had to dust that one off because it's, it's sitting really high up on a shelf and it was probably a little more dusty than it should have been so and we'll get over to this week's sound and that exciting sound will sound like this separately. Location to bed. Assignment recover stolen microchip. Protecting it was Super Ninja. And that was this week's sound. I, if anybody has a guess, come on over to the Action Figure Blues Forum. Make a guess there. Um, you people haven't been guessing, so I'm either going to have to start making them easier or make them tougher. I don't know. Let me know. Uh, let me know what you guys want. If they're too hard, let me know. If they're not too hard, let me know that too. So uh, come on over to the AFB Forum. Drop us a note and. Uh, join in all the fun and festivities there cool all right thank you john coming up after that we have the toy of the week this is kiss each sold separately and you can put them in any crazy pose you want that's the name Each 12 and a half inch figure sold separately by me. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. Now, these might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. And this week in Toy of the Week, we have Adam, and he's talking about, well, speaking of unusual or bizarre items from our collection, we don't have the technical name, so we're just going to refer to it as the 1980s Lion Voltron. So, over to you, Adam. Thanks, Ben. Um, so I think this might have been put out by Panosh. I'm not really sure, by Panosh Place or something. Um, but this is the, I think, first Voltron Lion toy that we had uh, back in the 80s. would have been around, well, in uh, Australia anyway, about 
84, maybe it started coming out. Um, and I remember distinctly when it started coming out because these things were not cheap. They were like 20 bucks for one of the red or green lines, maybe 25, 30 bucks for a yellow or a blue. And then I think the black was maybe about 40 bucks Australian. And this is 1984. Wow. Uh, so overall, um, the, the full set of five lines and the five figures, the figures were sold separately for the pilots. So I can't remember how much they were, but they were probably like, I don't know, five bucks or something each. They were pretty cheap. Um, so the overall constructed robot, uh, sends about, oh, I reckon 12, 13 inches, maybe tall. Um, and it's not too bad as far as a representation goes. So it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty bulky. It's pretty chunky. The lines themselves aren't the most articulated things. Realistically, you've got, you know, the mouth opens and closes, which is pretty good. Um, the legs only have one swivel point for each leg, so you can pretty much, you know, have it standing up and that's about it, um, and fold into its component of the overall Voltron robot. And its tail moves, which is more for the same thing, and obviously the hatch to put the pilot in opens and closes. Um, the black line has a lot more articulation, um, mainly because he's the guy that has to piece everyone together and acts as the, the body part for the rest of the robot. So his legs um, swivel independently and they have like a bit more articulation because they also fold up into the torso uh, to hold the other legs and arms and limbs in. He's got the two little wings that fold out from his back. His tail folds up. The mouth opens to reveal the face of Ultron and the little ear wing things come out. So he's, he's pretty good. Um, but it's really interesting because I was thinking about this in terms of comparing that to the, the new Mattel line, which unfortunately I haven't got any of yet. But also because I remember when I was a kid, this was, you know, one of my favorite toys ever. And it's kind of stood the test of time fairly poorly. And I don't mean so much in terms of um, whether or not it's still a good toy. I mean just, you know, mine's absolutely hammered. Like, that's out of this thing. Um, the blue line, the hatch um, broke because it's just one of the standard, you know, how you get like on a CD, the little prongs at the end of the CD case. So it's had one of those break. Um and I've got that held on blue tack. I'm pretty sure I broke one of the arms of the black line off at one point and had to glue it back on. <laughs> the black line, which is in its chest, um, that broke pretty early on. Um, but it's actually interesting because if it hadn't broke, God knows how I used to be able to open this as a kid because opening it now as an adult, it's kind of, I still slide it off to the side after having it, after it broke because trying to open it the proper way that the, the snaps that lock it in do too good a job. Uh, and obviously there's any number of loose joints on it, but I think they were loose, you know, years ago anyway. Um, the pilots, Adam, um, they, they sort of came in white uniforms with their various coloured trim. Um, how have they sort of stood the test of time? I'm just holding it up to my desk now because the desk is white. The white's not too bad. Um, it might be a little bit yellowish, but it's not overly yellow. Like, it hasn't turned to straight yellow. Um, it's better 
then the yellow on the bottom jaws of the lions, which for some reason, I think it's because they're plastic rather than painted, those have turned more yellow than the pilot has. That's interesting. So is there any uh, stickers for for this particular item? Is there anything that's sort of peeled off or any, um, I guess, any, any paint that's kind of chipped off or anything like that? There's plenty of paint chipped off, but that's, I would say, from loving enjoyment of the, the toys themselves. Um, similarly, some of the stickers, yeah, they've peeled, they've worn a bit. Um, so there's stickers over each of the hatches and inside the control panels. The ones on the inside of control panels are fine. They're, they're perfect. The ones on the outside are a bit worn, which I think is also because when you look at the figure, the way that the legs folded up, they would fold over some of the stickers. Oh. Uh, so I was just wearing and rubbing at it and peeling it and whatever else going on. So how, how is the how's the vac metal held up on it? It's actually all pretty good, but there's nothing really too wrong with it. Well, that's good. Sometimes you get those older things, and the vac metal just seems to kind of pit and come off and do nasty little things, you know. No, that seems to be all right. I mean. Some of the silver applications, you know, worn and looks faded, but that's about it. Now, yeah. the figures, um, they, they ranged from about three to four inches, didn't they? I think they were generally about three inches from having a look at them and standing them up next to a three and three quarter figure. So it means they probably had the same articulation as probably the Star Wars figures at the time? Uh, yeah, pretty much. So it was... Um, Hip for leg, hip joint swivel for legs, shoulder joint swivel, and um, head swivel. That was it. And they also have, you know, each uh, pilot comes with his helmet and uh, a key for his lion. Yeah, I was going to say, what what what's the deal with the keys? Because they were a sort of fairly substantial size. Yeah, so that was just meant to be like um, in the show, they all have to have a key for their lion. I think it's the black lion key was being hidden by mice or whatever. Spoiler for anyone that hasn't caught up from the 80s. Uh, and uh, so they pretty much use all of those to to unlock their lion in the show. Um, and the other thing is there's a bunch of accessories. I couldn't find all the accessories and all the pilots in my box of random action figure stuff from when I was a kid. Um, but they all had, you know, the lions have like a tail gun and a a mouth blade thing and um, for some reason some kind of shoulder-mounted gun as well. There were a few accessories, like he had his big sort of staff, spiky, halberdy kind of thing. Have you managed to hold on to... The blazing sword? I have him around the place and he's seen better days. He's not broken, but again, it's the same kind of silver applicated paint thing and that's worn a bit. Yeah, you haven't been tempted to get on eBay and maybe try and sort of replace some of the, the missing pieces or, or upgrade some of the worn pieces? Um, well, I'll put it this way. If I was going to replace the worn bits, I'd be replacing every line and every pilot. Um, and the missing bits, I'm pretty sure it's just a case of looking through the right boxes to find stuff. Because I'm pretty sure if it's not at our house, it would be at mum and dad's house somewhere, probably stuck with old mum. Vintage Masters of the Universe and Vintage Transformers and Vintage Masks stuff. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, as far as, I guess, going back to, you know, that, that sort of time in the 80s, 
Um, this is the sort of toy that would have been competing against some of the earliest Transformers, uh, some of the more sophisticated Star Wars vehicles, and I guess even to a certain extent you would have had the, the Mazinger or uh, the Shogun Warriors. So how, how do you think the playability stacks up against the competitors of the day? I think it's, it does less than your standard Transformer does. I mean, like it doesn't have as much going on inside of it, but at the same time, I guess the real reason that you would have got it is because you're into Voltron, right? And and it does a very good, once you put it all together as the robot, it does a very good Voltron, you know, because the articulation on each line is not the best. But once you put him all together, he's got shoulder swivel, hip swivel, he's got, you know, the ability to um, change the flex of his um, arm, so he can essentially an arm span swivel. Um, he would have rotating wrists. Um, have an ankle joint, a knee joint, you know, uh, a head, neck joint. So once you put them all together, he's actually got a lot, but it's just as individual lines, not so much. Yeah. And really, at the time, it was quite a clever ploy doing that whole, you've got to buy all five to make up one, uh, you know, toy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the only thing that, was similar around the same time was when the um, Transformers started doing the constructor cons and stuff like that. Yes, yeah, good point. Yeah, and but the fact the fact that you could actually get an action figure in these and put it all together that that's just you know that would have been cool at the time. I mean that was that would have been a little past my time, but you know that's that's pretty neat because you know you don't have any Star Wars vehicles that really go together or you know it's just it's like. You know, like I said, it would have been cool for the time. I... Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the comparison to the constructor cons, and I think it was whether well, they kept good up to Bruticus or whatever it is, um, those, like, we had that as well, and we broke at least two of the transform, like the individual Transformers, and then Bruticus himself was always a bit wonky. He was never the most stable thing. Whereas it's, this guy is rock steady. Like, he's got a good, good base on on the world it's just some of the legs on the individual lines are so feeble that you know they droop down and whatever how tall is he when he's all put together i reckon about 12 13 inches okay that's pretty substantial yeah for the time i mean considering you know it weighs uh maybe a kilo or two so for a little kid that's i guess a pretty big weight as well I wonder what the the um, reason is for the substantial cost. I mean, um, those costs you mentioned don't sound too bad now, but certainly for back then, um, that that's a pretty hefty price. Yeah, I can't seem to find any information that, that really confirms how much they were at retail, but I'm fairly certain that would have been around the prices because I remember, you know, saving up for one of them was either the red line or the yellow line, and it was, you know... 20, 25 bucks kind of thing. Uh, but, yeah, I think why it would cost so much. Well, you'd have to think that he'd be a pretty rare uh, item here in Oz, given that, um, you know, I mean, I certainly don't remember them at the time, and uh, I would have been at the age where I was still sort of enjoying action figures, so... Mm, I don't know how rare it would be. I think the thing that would be really rare for Australia would be the castle that went with it, because... At the time, in the mid-80s, I think Voltron was on pretty much every day of the week and they would have had the ads for the toys 
this show as we used to have in the good old days. Yeah, because there was that, that huge base, wasn't there, that you could... Yeah. Um, that sort of blue and white castle thingy. Yeah. And that thing, it seems almost impossible to find that at all on eBay, so I'd hate to think what that goes for. All right, well, wrapping it up, how many uh, how many dollies would you give this? It's an interesting question. Um, I think overall, at the time, it definitely would have got 10 out of 10 dollies. Um, looking at him now in his current state of disrepair, he'd probably bump that down to about a 5 or a 6. But you've got to add the nostalgia factor that you've had. That's right, you do. So that takes it back up to about an 8 or a 9, I'd say. Um, and obviously the other thing that would knock it down in, in dollies, even at the time, I guess, would be the, um, apart from the cost and uh, just the concept of you have to buy every single part individually. I think now with the Mattel thing, they've actually packaged the pilots with the lions, so you're at least not having to buy two separate things. Yes, indeed, indeed. Excellent. Well, thanks for that uh, little trip down memory lane, Adam. No worries. Yeah, great job. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up the Toy of the Week. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. The name is Max. I'm a skater blader. One slice from the innards. See you later. Chester is my name, and I like food. I like to squeeze bad guys with my wrestling moves. My name is Angus. Gus to my pals. I'll make anything into an arsenal. Cornelius is my name. Samurai's my thing. Fight like a warrior. Sing like the king. They call me Cliff, and I like to climb. Put the drop on bad dudes anytime. We're the Stone Protectors. Our stones of power glow. Well, we're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. All right, guys. What's been uh, happening in your collections this week? What about you, John? Anything other than your new tire? Yeah, I actually, um, Avengers on DVD was released, or Blu-ray or whatever media form you, you prefer these days was released this week. And, and I have to say, I must be getting old because it used to be these things would come out and I would know, you know, okay, it's widescreen or regular. I went to Walmart and they must have had five different versions of this movie. Yes, yes, I believe that was the case that they... That's actually quite common now in the US, though, isn't it? That you have, you know, there's even exclusives at um, Best Buy and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could go different places. But they had, you know, it came out on Combo Pack, which meant that you get a DVD and a Blu-ray. And I don't have a Blu-ray player, so that's the one I wanted to get, knowing that I'm going to get one some point in the future. But they had one that was boxed in a Blu-ray box and then one that was boxed in a DVD box. And they had different prices on them or different, at least different signs at the Walmart I was at. And I, I, I had both of these boxes in my hand and I could not for the life of me tell what was different between the two of them. And I bet you I spent five minutes in Walmart looking at these two boxes and reading the back and trying to figure out what the, what the difference was. Yeah, it's uh, it's very frustrating because they do the same thing here in Australia. The most common thing you see with the Blu-ray releases here is uh, you'll see the, the regular Blu-ray. Uh, sometimes they'll do the, the Blu-ray and a DVD, so you get both. Um, then you get the Blu-ray, DVD and digital copy version. And, of course, now there's the, um, the 3D Blu-ray plus the DVD and the digital version. And that's that's just the the packaging. That that 
doesn't include the various um you know exclusive versions some people release them in metal tins some of them have lenticular covers <laughs> it can be quite frustrating sort of doing the rounds just to see who's got what before you make the decision oh yeah yeah i like i said i and and i knew would i like the third disc yeah i would have liked it but i was like yeah for five bucks i'm just not gonna on that but but to have both of these boxes and i just could not and, and one of them had the blu-ray one had a uh, a blue border on it and then the dvd one had a red border and i'm looking at them uh, and i just could not tell the difference <laughs> uh, that's crazy have you picked it up yet adam no uh, i have a suspicion i'm not getting it for birthday christmas probably yet until then so ah very good very good. but yeah it's one of those things where i only saw it six months ago i don't need to go and see it again immediately yeah yeah fair enough Fair enough. All right, Adam, uh, what about you? Have you picked anything up for uh, collection-wise? <sighs> Apart from most of the new bathroom, not so much. Um, since I was in town today, which is a rare uh, thing for me, I stopped into one of the comic stores and grabbed a couple of comics, and that was about it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> quiet week then. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fairly quiet week for me. Uh, actually, last week uh, I actually picked up some of the new uh, Series 3 Marvel Legends from uh, our buddy Mike S, but uh, I was on last week's podcast, so that worked out um, very well in my favour. But um, once again, this series of Marvel Legends is one where they're having the running changes, so there's not so much as variants as running changes with certain figures, so the... Um, the, uh, I think it's just trying to remember which figure. I think it's Punisher and Blade um, have a running change. So the, the first lot of boxes that ship to retailers will have the Punisher, um, and then after a certain period of time, when retailers order more boxes, they will get Blade instead. So a bit frustrating because it means you really do have to chase them, and uh, it also means that poor old Mike gets stuck with some figures until we get some interest when the, the next, I guess. Um, shipment or allocation comes in so i picked up uh, iron man which is the i think they refer to it as the neo classic iron man uh i got the modern mystique uh, the u.s agent and the x-force deadpool or deadpool and he's sort of black and white uh, more of a more of a gray i guess um x-force costume and yeah it's a it's a bit of a mixed wave the u.s agent he's um he's not too bad a bit of a um a redo there using some of the uh, obviously the existing parts from things like the Winter Soldier, but he's got a new head sculpt. But the one that's completely perplexing to me is the Neo Classic Iron Man. Now, um, for those people who don't know, Neo Classic Iron Man, I think this was the costume he wore circa um, about um, Invincible Iron Man 275. Um, he was wearing that costume, but the figure is absolutely tiny. Uh, it really is ridiculously short. Um, it's, it's actually beyond words. Like, um, it, at first glance, it's a gorgeous-looking figure because the it, he really does come across as metallic. They've used sort of a metallic red, metallic gold. Um, I prefer Iron Man in just sort of red and gold, no no sort of other coloured trim. Um, but they're quite faithful to the costume. I think at one stage, the Neo Classic Iron Man had these weird sort of um, energy cables going from his gauntlets to these energy packs on his hip, but that was abandoned quite quickly. So the figure is quite faithful. Um, however, he's absolutely tiny. Uh, you stand him next to Mystique, and Mystique is um, half a head taller than him. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really weird. And 
they've really cheaped out on things like he's got no ankle um, articulation at all. So you actually can't get him to stand with his feet 100% flat because he just has no ankle articulation um, of any kind. Uh, he's got a, a cut joint sort of at the top of the boot just under the knee, but that's not particularly helpful. Um, they've also skimped out on things like the removable helmet. Um, that's it's just one solid piece. So, yeah, I have to say it's, it's quite disappointing. But, um, oh, that's just to get an Iron Man on the shelves, apparently, in that scale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the rumours are that this wave has been nothing more than a just a filler because the, the Series 4, which is the return to the Builder figure, is not due out too early next year. And so it was a long time between drinks, and I think they quickly rummaged this up to fill the gap, basically. Well, the Mystique and the Deadpool have variants coming too, right? Yes. Um, Deadpool just has his regular red um, costume, and I, I don't know whether that's just a straight issue uh, of the um, the figure that came in the two-pack um, uh, a little while ago with the Warpath figure. Uh, I suspect it is. and the, But the Mystique uh, running change is actually Danny Moonstar or Mirage from the New Mutants, and so she's one that I was actually quite keen on. Okay. Even though her costume isn't sort of the, the classic Mirage costume, but... Uh, Anyway, that'll hold us over until we, uh, we move into the, the next Builder figure wave. So, anyway, um, if no one has any other items to report, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this, bizarro world? Carded as a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Adam, so over to you. Thank you. As I do most days, uh, earlier this week I was getting up and checking my email and then checking Big Bad Toy Store to see if anything had been announced that was worth getting. And I saw a uh, wonderful pre-order for the 18-inch Evil You statue from Sota Toys. I think it's a 10th anniversary edition or something like that. Um, I think it was actually released last year, so I'm not sure why it's only gone up now, but that's by the by. Um, so this wonderful piece of uh, statue sculpting shows Evil Ryu, rather than Standard Ryu, powering himself up a little bit. He's about, 18, he's, as it says, 18 inches tall. There's some blue, flamey, powery stuff coming up around his waist. He's standing on what appears to be a giant cog. And uh, all this for the measly sum of, according to Big Bad, $325 if you order now. Otherwise, it's normally $375, which the $375 is what SOTA charge if you order direct from them. Now, just to clarify, this is Ryu from Street Fighter. Yeah, that's correct. And I, I actually haven't followed the Street Fighter franchise for a while. Is there actually an evil Ryu? Like, is this actually, um, you know, true to one of the games, or is this just an opportunity for, like, reissue? Yeah, it's canon. Um, apparently it's what happens when he starts using the Dark Hadoop or whatever it is. So uh, it, it's happened, and he's pretty much doesn't use it very often because, you know, He's all about being a good guy and stuff. There's also a standard Ryu one, and this is literally, like in the game, a straight palette swap, from what I can tell. I could be wrong. There might be, you know, like they've spiked the hair or something a little bit, but that's all. 
it looks like a straight palette swap and it doesn't look like the detail is, you know, $375 worth of detail on this thing. It's uh, it's an awful lot of money just for a, a, what, what could be, you know, just as you said, a, a palette sort of um, variant. I mean, if you were collecting the, the Soda Street Fighter line, which, you know, to be fair, they've actually done some very, very nice Street Fighter statues, but for, for that kind of um, retail price, man, you'd, you'd want to be committed. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't do anything special, right? There's no interchangeable hands. There's no interchangeable accessories. Um, it, the only... it has LEDs to light up the base, though. Yeah, that's the feature. The sole feature. <laughs> Which is kind of disappointing, actually, because I think the base is the weakest part about it. Uh, I think the, the pose is actually not too bad, the costume is accurate, but those weird, wispy energy things that form the base are um, really quite ordinary. Well, they look yeah. rather um, like Kodos, you know, comic stuff, where they, they've done that real stylized, and then he looks less stylized than the flame, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's an interesting one. Just checking some other shots. Yeah, the hair's the same, so it is. It's it's a straight palette swap. They've changed some colours, and that's it. I, I don't, I don't get why they used a, the 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 base that they did because that's basically Soda's logo. Why wouldn't you have went something Street Fighter? I mean, I, I understand. Yeah, it's it's their company, but if you're doing a property like that, wouldn't you want something that Scream the property, not oh, we're the company that made it. Yeah, I certainly would be expecting something along the lines of either some sort of cobblestones as if they're fighting outside, or, or maybe some sort of floorboards as if it's the inside of a dojo or something like that. Yeah, or even you know, be gratuitous and put a massive Street Fighter Two logo that he's standing on. Oh, I'm really um, quite. Uh, I've got a tip of the hat to anyone that wants to order this because aside from being hideously expensive, it's also twenty three pounds. Um, and so that's that's over 10 kilos for us, um, well, for the 99% of the world that actually uses metric. Um, that's that's a very heavy statue. It kills me that the one the one picture on their website, they didn't Photoshop out the scratch that's on the front of the base. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, here, order this. It'll be scratched when you get it. <laughs> Well, that's quite. Um, that's actually a little bit disappointing because it says it's limited to a hundred pieces. So uh, if you're one of, the, if you're listening to the podcast and you are one of the people who picks up uh, one of the one hundred pieces of this statue and you do get the scratched one, uh, please let us know. So uh, you know, we'd be interested to know if that sucker actually ends up, uh, you know, out there in, in the collectibles world. Or if you get one that's not scratched and that scratch is meant to be there, let us know as well. <laughs> All right, well, coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. The Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully posable. All you need is a piece of string and here comes Spider-Man. Avalanche! This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Handsome. The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection, each sold separately by Mego. Well, guys, our discussion topic of the week this week is what are you collecting now? And this isn't just a topic uh, where we run off a list of stuff and, and compare what we are collecting. Um, this 
is more about the fact that the action figure landscape has undergone a number of changes over the last sort of 12 to 18 months, and most of us have seen changes to the lines we collect. Um, and some lines we've come to love have slowed down, others have sprung up and, and piqued our interest. So we're sort of talking, you know, what are you collecting now? And the first question I'll throw out there is, what ongoing lines are you still collecting? What are those lines that have just continued to move along nicely, um, whether you're sort of cherry-picking them or otherwise, but they just continue to release new waves and, and keep you interested, I guess. So, um, John, what about you? You know, I, I would say it's kind of weird because, you know, G.I. Joe and Star Wars is what I would say, but I've got maybe three Star Wars figures in the last two years. Um and, and G.I. Joe, with uh, the movie being pushed back, um, it, it's non-existent on shelves at the moment. So uh, really, I, I'm, I'm kind of between things right now, kind of waiting for the next lines of G.I. Joe probably to come up. But, uh, you know, I, I've always got some of the stuff I go back and look for. But um, probably the last few things I bought have just been things that I wouldn't collect a whole line of or say I'm collecting. But probably Mini Mates would be the only thing. Yeah, it's actually quite interesting that when you mentioned uh, Star Wars, because I was in Toys R Us the other day, my local Toys R Us, and they normally, and for as long as I can remember, um, since I guess Star Wars figures have made a, a comeback, um, you know, probably sort of eight or nine years ago, um, that there was almost like half an aisle devoted to Star Wars. And I was there the other day, and I was actually really surprised at how little um, there was on the shelves. Yeah, it's it's definitely gone down. I, they're I mean they're going a lot for the Clone Wars, which which makes sense. And I, I think you'll see always some sort of aisle presence. But um, for me, you know, they, I've either got a figure of a character, and and it has to be like something super spectacular before I'll go replace it. You know, um, and and the last few waves, I've never seen them here yeah. on the shelves. Do you, I mean, so obviously distribution is an issue, but do you think um, they're actually slowing down? Like, as far as you're aware uh, of the lot, the, the waves they are releasing, are they are they sort of slowing down because you think they're you know, running out of things to release? Or no, I, I think they're they, they're just always they change it up pretty well. Like I know next year they're coming with the the droid parts again. I think so they're switching it up. But you know they're they're up to ten bucks a figure now too. And uh, people that have been buying Star Wars figures for a long time are probably going, do I really need a new Darth Vader for 10 bucks? Eh, maybe not. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, Adam, what about you? What what sort of ongoing lines are you still collecting? Pretty much the main one would be Marvel Universe and, you know, related movie lines and whatever else. But um, the movie lines, I'm down to pretty much picking and choosing, um, which basically means that I might maybe pick up an Iron Man here or there if it's a different uh, armor set. Otherwise, um, there's always room for more Lego in the house. Uh, Do you find with the Marvel Universe that you might be sort of wavering a little bit? Like, for example, are you just blatantly cherry-picking now um, because they are re-releasing so many characters? We, we do make that joke about the, the um, you know, the Iron Spider Vereen, um, you know, trio that seem to dominate waves. I'm definitely getting there. Um, I mean, it's just the thing that, you know, Pretty much our best option for buying stuff is uh, online, and typically when you go to buy online, you get them get cheaper by buying the whole line apart uh, than getting you know just the figures that you don't already have a version of already. But the thing that annoys me most is all the duplicate figures, and I mean I'm I've pretty much run out of space in the 
the um, Vitov cabinets now. So I'm going to have to either take out some Marvel Legends or start taking out some of the Marvel Universe double-ups that I've got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and for me, I mean, I had a really good think about this question because um, I do get sort of a fairly diverse range of things and really the only line that I'm, I'm really quite devoted to still uh, has to be the NECA Predators. Um, I do occasionally skip a figure um, if it's a if it's a sort of blatant sort of reissue with a different mask, but um, they've actually had a pretty good run recently. They've had a couple of waves where um, they are entirely um, new uh, Predators, uh, in particular the... Um, the predators from the end of the second film, where where we saw the um, the different predators sort of come into the ship when Danny Glover defeats the predator, all those guys are getting released, which is actually quite exciting. But um, really, I was I was kind of sort of struggling a bit to to think of much else because um, I guess well this takes me to the next question and and sort of and that is what ongoing lines are you no longer collecting? Um, is there anything out there that you've been picking up that you really just I guess can't be bothered um, through a lack of interest or, um, you know, maybe a lack of availability or something like that. Um, so, John, is there anything like that? Really kind of what I was saying with Star Wars. I mean, it, it's it's not that there's a lack of interest. It's just, I guess it is a lack of interest because I've either got what I want or, you know, they're, they're just putting out maybe a slightly better version of a character and I just, I, I can't see spending the money on it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. What about you, Adam? Is there anything you're no longer getting? I pretty much dropped Marvel Legends. I just I can't see getting, you know, the the full suite of figures that I've got compared to my Marvel Universe collection and, you know, the cost of them, the amount of space they take up, I just don't can't accommodate them anymore. Um I've pretty much stopped even cherry picking the um the Kodo Bishojo line. I'm trying to think what else. I've got a bunch of the Eagle Moss lead figures for Marvel at one stage, or little statuette miniature things for Marvel for at one stage. Um, and, well, I mean, I'm not going to keep getting those. So, yeah, I think it, it's pretty much just pairing it right back because there's just so much stuff that just don't care about and don't have space for anymore. Yeah, it starts to get a bit like that. I mean, it really... Obviously, these companies need to stretch that license as far as they can. It usually costs them a lot of money. Um, and, you know, we've obviously talked about reuse of parts where companies can save money. So you often do get variations of, of the same um, figures or, or characters just to sort of uh, pad out a wave and that sort of thing. Um, one of the ones for me that's been a little disappointing and so I'm, I'm no longer collecting it, and that is NECA's Gears of War. It's literally the opposite of the Predators and uh, that's simply because um, they really are stretching out the line. Uh, we're just getting um, multiple reissues of the main characters like Marcus Fenix. Um, in you know different armor from different moments in the game, when you know this is Marcus from you know End Game or what I can't even remember what it was called, and he's he's Marcus without some of his armor, and he's Marcus with some of his armor, and this is Marcus dressed as one of the bad guys, and uh, they really are um, padding this line out. It's rather ridiculous, and there's actually quite a few um, of the the cogs, uh, the cogs are the the name of the soldiers in Gears of War um, that haven't been featured um, so far and, and you're just wondering, you know, how long before we're actually going to see these figures. And I guess what worries me is um, 
you know, that, that we will actually see the end of a line. We've seen um, the end of things like Thundercats um, without completing teams, and uh, so that's really frustrating. So I basically gave up. And um, the, the other one, I guess, and, and this, well, this is probably another question, and that is what, what discontinued lines are you no longer collecting? So this question is basically about... Um, you know, whether you had the choice or not of collecting it, uh, you had that taken away because a line was discontinued. Um, and the one that comes to mind for me, I guess, is the, um, the Futurama line. Um, I was starting to really lose interest in that because they were um, starting to obviously redo characters, but they were doing sort of episode-specific characters, like they did the Wooden Bender um, they released uh, Fry and uh, Leela in their their sort of superhero costumes where Leela was released as Clobberella and that sort of stuff doesn't really interest me. Once I've got sort of a nice sort of rendition of a specific character, that's good enough for me. I, I'd rather universe build than have sort of ten versions of a character. So, yeah, that one was a bit of an unfortunate. Is there anything that's been discontinued for you guys? For, for me, it's... Uh... Palisades Muppets. I, I mean, I would have continued that line, no matter what they put out. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I love that line to death, and, and they're some of my favorite things in my collection. You know, all the way around. And then the other thing for me is uh, the the World of Springsfield Simpsons figures, because I've got probably eighty five percent complete collection of those, and you know, there there were just some things I never did find, and so I, I I will probably go back and finish that out one of these days. But but I. You know, it was kind of the opposite. You may have ten different homers, but I, I was kind of still buying everyone because they were all uh, all pretty cool, and they all came with a ton of accessories. And you know, they had the play sets and stuff with them. So um, I just loved that. It was quite unfortunate. I mean, Palisades just gave us so so much, but um, they they just sort of wrapped up a little too early, I guess. Um, uh, you know, another. 12, 18 months, maybe even two years would have really just wrapped things up for, for fans and, and left them in a pretty good position. So that's a bit of a shame. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I, they were just getting ready to do the, the start doing the Sesame Street figures and, and the Grover and the, you know, the figures they'd shown prototypes of just were going to even, you know, be a definite collect for me as well. So, uh, you know, it was sad to see them go for sure. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Adam? Was there any discontinued lines that you're no longer... Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be any more of the play arts Street Fighter 2 figures, but I think even if there were, I'd be considering opting out of those. I think realistically, I'd want out of that anyway would be, you know, at Saget. Um, I think, you know, the quality on them wasn't always that great. I've had legs come off Chun-Li, legs come off Akuma. Um, haven't even unboxed Kami yet. Um, the other one that, I assume is pretty much done, um, would be Neon Genesis, um, Revolt Tech figures. I mean, there's nothing really left to do apart from if they start doing the angels and stuff like that. And, you know, my interest in getting some of those would be probably pretty minimal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, action figure wise, there, there were those that I, I mentioned, but, um, Something that uh, has started to happen a bit in the statue world is is we've seen in artist-inspired lines get underway uh, to unfortunately finish a little too early. Um, and the obvious one that comes to mind is the Adam Hughes-inspired um, Women of the DC Universe statue line, which I was just uh, enjoying immensely. 
Um, I just I loved every one of those those figures, even um, Scott and his poor old um, displeasure with Batgirl. Um, she is actually still a, a fun statue for me, and like I have all those girls on a shelf together, and they they just look sensational. And the fact that we we lost that line in favour of DC New uh, is really quite disappointing because, um, I mean, I went into my comic shop and, and told them that I didn't want any of the, the DC New figures um, and I was talking to the guy at the local comic shop the other day and he was saying how the orders just dropped off um, in, you know, by orders of magnitude, basically. Um, people just abandoned that line as soon as they went to the new costumes. So that, that was a bit of a shame. Mm. And I guess the same could be said we um, for, for Sideshow too. They were doing the Adam Hughes um, ladies line as well that started off with the White Queen and, of course, we got um, Mary Jane and Rogue, which are um, they're amongst some of my, my well, probably my favourite statues in my collection and, and that line came to an end as well. So that's, that's a bit of a shame. So, but I guess on the flip side, um, you know, when, when some lines end, um, DC Universe Classics, I forgot to mention, was, was obviously a, a big one there, going from three, four, even five waves a year um, to literally um, 12 or 15 figures, if you, if you count the oversized um, characters in the, the Club Infernal Crisis um, program. But I, I suppose that... that does give us the opportunity to sort of look at some of the other things that are out there once we're sort of not sort of spending that uh, disposable income on a specific line it frees it up to spend on other things so so what what new lines what new items or, or licenses have um have taken your interest in in sort of that that sort of 12 to 18 month period i'll tell you what for me looking at marvel universe with uh I know Eric's just reviewed uh, Jubilee and uh, Professor X over at TV and Film Toys, and um, you know I, I have my I'll have to get those figures. And I'm not a big Marvel Universe collector, so uh, you know I think I've got two or three. But um, you know if they keep doing those '80s looking figures for Marvel Universe for X Men, I'll I'll probably have to pick some of those up. Yeah, I guess most of the collectors that are currently out there, they, they do have that, um, I guess, that history with uh, a lot of these characters. So, um, do, uh, sorry, so the Marvel Universe figures, they're, they're still quite um, quite clever in the fact that they're still aiming for that particular um, collector group um, as opposed to some of the, the new DC New material. So they've obviously still got that part of the market. Uh, yeah, what about you, Adam? Any Anything new? Um, I could... See, maybe, depending on what else um, Revoltech come out with, maybe getting some more Revoltech lines. Um, the figures, um, Dragon Ball Z figures, I could see myself picking up some more of those. Um, yeah, it, it really depends. Um, I'm still not sure whether or not I continue getting more um, Hero Click stuff. Uh, I just don't get time and, and whatever to play the game. So really, it's just collecting it for the sake of collecting it, and the sculpts and that aren't that great, nor are the paint apps. So it's a bit of a meh, maybe not. Do you uh, think it's the universe building that that attracts it. Yeah, a little bit, and I think it's also kind of the you know the guy that still wants to play uh, collectible games of some sort. But uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty much where where I'd look at starting to pick things up. Um, 
um, at the moment. Yeah, I guess for me, it's it's been quite interesting. Um, I I sold all my Batman Lego. Uh, I was missing one of the sets, and that was a set that didn't actually hit retail in Australia. Um, and picking it up off the secondary market was just going to cost me a fortune, and I just sort of decided at the time I didn't have the space um, to actually sort of display the sets if I opened them up and made them, so I had them stored away, and when I saw how well they were doing on the secondary market, I decided to get rid of them all and, and made myself a, uh, a fortune. Um, but I, I have to confess, I've really been interested in the new Marvel sets. I've been sort of uh, sort of coveting them in, in the um, Toys R Us uh, close to where I work, and I sort of go in every day and have a look for something new, and I just keep watching them, and every now and then they have a 20% off sale, and I uh, keep fence-sitting and... I don't know. Maybe if they, if if we can get some indication as to what might be in the the, the next waves or series, um, that might be enough to sort of push me over. Um, I mean, speaking of which, have you seen anything, Adam? I know you're sort of um, quite the. Uh, I haven't seen anything solicited, um, but I did nip by um, Toy World in town today and saw they had the um, Iron Fist, um, Doc Ock, Spidey. Set. Oh, so I haven't seen that one here. Now. Okay, um, but yeah, so I don't know. That that's another one where I kind of sometimes go, yeah, maybe. But the problem that we have is that it doesn't really fit in with most of our Lego City thing, so it doesn't really fit in with that. And the other thing that will uh, really turn Mrs. Westy off is that you know the characters have flesh-coloured flesh, which isn't right apparently. <laughs> uh, uh, the the Lego monsters are, are really tempting as well. I, 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 I bet I picked the mummy set up ten times and put it back, and uh, I'll probably have to get it. But um, they're just really clever, and I, I, I just, I don't know. Lego just kind of always looks clever to me. I guess I could see myself, you know, getting some Legos along the ways. As, as I look at, like, ten minifigures lined up across the top of my desk over here, yeah. <laughs> Now, are you a, a sucker, John? Are you the kind of person who would pick up that, that mummy set and then take it home and go, you know what, this is actually a lot of fun and now, you know, set B is actually starting to look attractive and you, you just sort of find yourself going back? And Yeah, I, that, that's my problem and that's really why I haven't picked it up because I know if I get one, I'll probably want two and then I want three and yeah. So I, I, I try and avoid that if I can. <laughs> Well, I've um, I've obviously returned to Marvel Legends, which is uh, is good news for me. Um, I, I was getting Marvel Legends right from the beginning, um, and to the point where I was I had a source on them. Um, for I was getting them for such a good price, I was buying them by the the case um, that I actually have duplicates of almost all Marvel Legends. Uh, I, in most cases, I have one set that's still sort of mint on card, and uh, my other set is actually open and on display. Uh, and because I'm sort of, I guess, changing um, the, the the style of my collection and starting to look at a few more statues and that, I'm actually considering selling those. Um, but it sort of got me reinvigorated for Marvel Legends. But uh, something else I was actually really keen to start collecting, but I, I sat on the fence for a little bit, was uh, Bandai's Thundercats. Um, I don't know, have you guys been watching the cartoon? I've watched yeah, I think the it's first done couple. here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying the cartoon. I um, 
I really think they've done a great job. When they first announced it, I was a bit worried, and I remember seeing the, the sort of the first teasers and saw how young Lionel was and thought, oh, this isn't very faithful to the original. But um, I think it's actually been a really clever show. Like, it's got the elements that, that kids need. Um, there's the sort of the cute factor. There's also the sort of the moral of the story type thing with every episode. But at the same time, there's still sort of plenty of action and, and flashy stuff for the older fans. And... Um, I was really, really interested in getting their six-inch line, and uh, when they sort of started releasing the waves of, you know, a few figures per wave, I was a little bit concerned and decided to sort of hang in there, and uh, I'm glad I did wait, because um, Bandai have effectively um, stopped releasing the figures, and we didn't get a complete team in either the classic or the modern um, waves, so that, that was really unfortunate because uh, I would have been pretty pissed off if I sort of got halfway. So, yeah, but um, uh, now that you've been uh, on a few episodes of the podcast, John, you haven't been tempted to go down the statue path. You know, it's it's tempting, but um, I, I'm a three and three quarter collector. You know, I mean, that's I, I, if you look at my shelves, I've, I've I kind of stay with Star Wars, G.I. Joe, and, you know, I've got the Muppets and the, the Simpsons stuff, but I, I, I know that if, if I buy a statue, that's like, I, I, I price it out as, okay, if I buy this $150 statue, it's 10 figures or 15 figures that I could buy. And, and so that's kind of how I do the math in my head, you know, and, and I, I would rather do that, I think, you know, kind of looking at it that way. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's that's true. I mean, it, it really does come down to sort of value for money and uh, certainly when it comes to a quantity like that and if you're an army builder too or a universe builder, um, that, that plays a part. I mean, I've certainly found over the last six months perhaps I've taken a lot more interest in Sideshow's premium format statues. Um, when they first came out, I, um, I passed on them completely because of um, the, the price for, for one, but... Um, you know, I guess in relation to this particular discussion topic, because I am actually collecting so little of everything else. Um, I mean, other than my um, my DC sub with Mattel, um, my occasional Marvel Legends um, wave, which is sort of coming out very infrequently, uh, I wasn't actually collecting a lot. So the the premium format um, figures from Sideshow started to look a, a whole lot more attractive. So. Uh, I've slowly picked up a few of those, and, and also picked up a few of my sort of Holy Grail items too, like the um, the Adam Hughes White Queen figure. Yeah, I, I, you know the the Hot Toys. I mean, I they look fantastic, and and I look at the pictures and I'm like, oh man, I'd love to have, you know, Captain America or or one of you know the or the sideshow GI Joe figures. They're they're fantastic, but you know, to have one in the middle of a bunch of three and three quarter figures, it's like. Oh, if I get one, it's not going to look right, and I, I just I don't know that I want to change focus, you know, to that kind of thing either. Yeah, I, uh, that's one of the things I'm glad I haven't gone down the road, and that is full on uh, hot toys mode. I, I still got my um, that's that's actually one I forgot to mention. So thanks for bringing up hot toys, um, and that is the hot toys predators, and they've actually been fairly quiet as well. Um, we've got the the artist-inspired um, Samurai Predator coming out shortly, and I think towards the end of the year there's the uh, the City Hunter Predator, but they've been um, pretty sparse as well. So, 
Yeah. All right, guys, well, we might start to sort of wrap this up, and uh, I might sort of finish off with one last question, and, and I guess that is, you know, how do you think your collection will look in the future, um, given that, that, that these lines do slow down, they do sort of morph into other lines, like DC Universe Classics into the sub and also the, I guess, the, the DC All-Stars that are now going to retail. But So, you know, John, how do you think your collection will look in a few years' time? You know, I, I think I'll, I'll probably continue with G.I. Joe just because I, I, I like the aesthetic and, you know, I like what they're doing. Um, you know, so I think that'll be there. And uh, I got some diorama building I'm thinking I'm trying to, you know, got some ideas for for that but then um at the same time you know i I think that i'll probably do some cherry picking from movies coming up um you know as a like you know avengers 2 or whatever comes out oh yeah i need a new captain america or here and there but then uh i I think i might go back and try and fill some gaps really more than anything else yeah that's actually a good point um yeah what about you adam um I actually think I'll pretty much just be sticking with Marvel Universe and I wouldn't be at all surprised if I start offloading some of my Marvel Legends stuff because it just takes up more space than than it needs to considering I've got, you know, the same characters represented in Marvel U scale and I've got a better Marvel U collection. Um, and the other thing is that since Marvel U has pretty much slowed down as well in their releases, I don't know what I'm going to be spending as much money on. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess for me, I, I don't see myself ever changing the, the six-inch Marvel and DC, so I'll continue to get Marvel Legends and DC Universe classics in whatever form they take, uh, so long as we're still getting sort of, uh, I guess, classic and, and faithful adaptions of um, those characters. And I'll still continue to pick up the odd Bowen and, and Sideshow uh, statues. And, well, I guess in a couple of years' time, hopefully I'll be uh, that little bit closer to my goal of having every Marvel Legends Sentinel ever manufactured. You're getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know, um, something else for me is I might go back. I'd love to go back, and it's more a money thing than anything else, but I'd love to go back and get some vintage lines. You know, something where you know it's a finite thing, or um, maybe pick up Amigo here and there. I, I just, I, I, the more I look at stuff, I don't know if it's just gotta get older. I have more nostalgia, but I, I, I'd love to go back and get some of those those vintage figures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've considered a couple of vintage lines as well. In particular, the Micronauts, because I was quite fond of them as a kid, and, and I don't have them anymore. Um, and I've considered going back a few times for those, but um, you know, ultimately, the, the difficulty in getting some of the pieces is what sort of puts me off. But I think probably one of the main things I'll, I'll see myself doing sort of into the future is starting to look at some of those, um, I guess, more uh, Japanese-inspired lines. Um, I was really quite taken with my Urataros figure from uh, from Cayman Rider that I reviewed a few weeks ago. So easy for you to say. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Poor Eli. I wonder if he's actually forgiven me for, for making him say that a couple of times. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think um, that pretty much wraps up our discussion topic for this week. And uh, when we'll, we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. But Bruce Wayne's custom coupe is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. Captain But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Captain! 
Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigurelose.com. And you may just hear it read out. And John, you have a piece of feedback tonight, so over to you. Yeah, I um, I actually got a letter in the mail this week. It, it came from overseas, and it, it's from uh, a Ben, your your favorite painter. It's from Gertie. Um, she wanted to write to me, and she said, um, please let Ben know that um, she got some new bifocals this week, and and you should see an improvement on her painting. So um, she just wanted to let us know that, that, that her painting should be improving. <laughs> outstanding, outstanding. We love you, Gertie. Um, we, we appreciate the conditions that you have to work in. And, uh, but, you know, honestly, sweetheart. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, well, if, if you haven't guessed, um, we, we didn't get a chance to check the feedback uh, for this week. So... Um, um, John has been kind enough to read out one that he's been holding on to for a while. So uh, thank you to John, and uh, thank you to poor old Gertie, and I hope you enjoy your new bifocals. <laughs> 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 All right, well, that brings us to the end of episode number 32 of the Action Figure Blues podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. You'll be able to download future episodes of the podcast by going to actionfigureblues.com and clicking on the podcast tab, or by subscribing at iTunes. And if you do go to iTunes, please take the time to leave us a positive rating and review. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, you might like to check out the reviews and articles there and perhaps visit some of our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Big Bad Toy Store and PopCulture.com who help keep the site running. When we're not podcasting, blogging or doing other assorted hobby-related activities, you can find find all of us on the Action Figure Blues forum at afbforum.com. And you'll find Adam posting as Westy, you'll find John posting as Engineer Nerd, and you'll find me, Ben, posting as Fish Milkshake. Now, we'd love to hear from you with any comments, suggestions for future Toys of the Week or discussion topics, and you can do it by emailing podcast at actionfigureblues.com or by joining the AFB forum and telling us there. You can also follow Action Figure Blues on Twitter, at AFBlues, and of course like the Action Figure Blues page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. All right, gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your company this evening. Well, thank you guys. It's been fun. As always, enjoyed it. Indeed, indeed. All right, well, we hope to catch up with everyone shortly, and uh, we shall be signing out now. So see you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Good night, Argentina. Groovy. (laughs) Badass.